you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. This is a super exciting episode, one that I've been wanting to do since the beginning of the podcast. If you know me, you know I love talking about the Enneagram. I think it is one of the most valuable personal development tools you can have in your toolkit as a human, and specifically as a social seller, as we will dive into today. Whether you've never even heard the word Enneagram until just a few seconds ago, or whether you are Enneagram obsessed, today's guest, Candace Michelle, is here to share how, as a social seller, you can make more money just by turning inward and getting to know yourself a little deeper. As an Enneagram expert, Candace offers some valuable resources to help you along your journey. Follow her on Instagram at Social Selling Enneagram or find her link in the show notes. Hello, Candace. Thank you so much for being on Directly Different. I cannot tell you how thrilled I am to be chatting with you today. Well, we've already been chatting and we've had so much fun, instant best friends, fellow office lover. 100%. It's been a great day so far. <laughs> so thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So to start off, will you tell us a little bit about you? So I am 37 years old. I live in Ontario, Canada. I am a former professional makeup artist turned network marketer extraordinaire. Just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, and I'm also an Enneagram coach. I love animals. I love true crime. I love a lot of reality TV, but only competition reality TV, like Hell's Kitchen kind of stuff, not Bachelor kind of stuff. But that's about me. <laughs> yes. Like Chopped. Yes, chopped. Yes. An amazing race. <laughs> Hours. Oh, see, I'm not an amazing race okay. person, but I did watch the Canadian one because I've had friends on it. So I watched oh. like the two seasons they were on, but I haven't, they don't really go anywhere on the Canadian one. It's kind of boring. <laughs> Canada's a big place. They could go so many places. <laughs> oh, I no. love it. And we have another thing in common. So besides the office, you just said you love true crime. I do too. We're going to have to chat about that after we yes. <laughs> get off of our recording because I have so much to say. Oh my goodness. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So tell us a little bit about how you got into social selling. You've been in social selling for five or six years, you said. So tell us about how you got into that and what made you decide to join your company. So that's actually an interesting story. Um, going back to when I was a makeup artist, I just really liked to try a bunch of different products and you know, that's what we did. We wanted to see what was the best. And I had a girlfriend and at this time I was working for, um, four brands, Kat Von D, Marc Jacobs, Fenty, and Bite Beauty. So I was working, just traveling North America, working with those brands. And I was like, okay, this is great. But you know, this lipstick smudge is everywhere. And I don't know what to do. Like, it's just getting everywhere. I have to keep changing it while I'm at the store because I traveled different Sephora's. My girlfriend introduced me to LipSense and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> this is interesting. So I 
joined on to that and I just kind of really did it on the side for a while um, because it, it might have been against my contract a little bit, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, but eventually what actually happened is I was in a car accident um, and I was unable to do makeup anymore and I needed to find a way to make income. And at that time I switched companies because I also have um, an anxiety disorder that causes me to rip and pull out my hair. So I was introduced to Manate that way. And I started doing Manate and I started kind of having a reason to, not to be dramatic, but get up in the morning and do something for myself. And I like, I lost so much about who I was and the ability to just kind of get out and about and be independent. And this was something that I could have control over and the freedom to choose and the freedom to work when I wasn't in pain or when all of the things like that. And three and a half years later, I've been in treatment for a while and things like that. And I wanted to get back to makeup, which is why I switched back to Senegins. And now I'm holding my lips in my hand. But it's, to me, I think uh, social selling is just the most freedom of choice we can have in our careers. And it is the most empowering thing we can do for ourselves. Yes, absolutely. And people who speak so negatively about our industry, it makes me sad because I hear stories like this. You know, this is like you said, it was, I mean, it sounds silly, but it's not, but it gave you a reason. It gave you a purpose. And those kinds of stories are the reason why we do what we do. And so I'm so grateful that you found what lights you up, which is makeup. That's so amazing. And makeup is a huge thing. That's such a confidence builder and it's fun and it's creative and it just fulfills so many things. And so I, I love your story. I think it's wonderful. Uh, I did. And it just makes such a big difference. It's just getting up in the morning and doing my makeup every day. Cause it's what I used to do for work every day makes me feel like me. So it's not just makeup. It's not, I'm trying to change me. It's I'm trying to get me back. Mm-hmm. And to be able to do that for other people is huge. Mm-hmm. It is. Okay. So Candace, we are here today to talk about the Enneagram. Oh man. I'm so excited for this episode. I've been waiting for this since my first episode launched back in October of 2020. I'm so grateful to have found you, but I would love to specifically chat about how it relates to us as social sellers and how we can use it to maximize our impact on the world. So can you explain just in a nutshell, I know that's a lot to ask, but in a nutshell, will you explain to listeners who may not be, might not be familiar with the Enneagram, explain a little bit about what it is. Yeah. So the Enneagram is a personality typing system. So there is a test that you can take, but it's not just a test. So if you're thinking of things like Myers-Briggs or disc assessments, those will be tests and more surface. Whereas Enneagram is driven by your motivations, your fears, and it also gives you tools and ways to use it to your benefit. The Enneagram personality system, it is broken down by nine different types. And those types are also in different centers. And those types have different availability for wings, different subtypes, different paths. So it is, in my opinion, and with the clients I've had, as well as the downlines that I've worked with with this, they have found it to be the most accurate personality system that they've used. Yes. And in my little tiny bit of experience with the Enneagram, just on my own research, my own time, I have found it to be so specific and so accurate. And it's a little scary, a a tiny bit. It's a little bit, uh, I was telling you before we recorded that when I read 
The Road Back to You, which is a very popular Enneagram book that helps you kind of, you know, figure out what's going on. I felt like sweaty (laughs) when I I read my quote unquote, my chapter, I just felt kind of like, Ooh, I feel like a little feel seen right now, (laughs) a little bit exposed. And that's what they say. They say when you, when you are realizing what your type is, you kind of feel that way. And so it's just Mm -hmm. just interesting. So fascinating to be able to know who we are and why we do what we do and the things behind it. So it's just, it's such a great tool. Absolutely. And the why is the biggest thing. Now, Candace, how did you first become interested in using the Enneagram as a personal development tool? Well, um, I, I went through quite a roller coaster of a ride after my car accident. Um, I actually spent two years of that homeless bouncing between different homes. I went through 12 and it was, it was difficult. I lost everything I owned. I was moving around in, um, grocery bags that had, you know, three pieces of clothing. I literally moved into this house with a blanket and nothing. So mm-hmm. I eventually got really sick of my own BS. And I know that sounds strange to say about myself when I was going through such hard times, but I really needed to take my power back somehow. And the way I was able to do that was just seeing Enneagram come across my Instagram that it literally, I was just sitting in the basement of my friend's house somewhere, <laughs> scrolling on my tablet because I didn't have a TV or computer or anything. And it came across me and it basically told me what I was doing that I didn't realize. And it was, it, like you said, it was, it was like a gut punch, man. It was just, it was telling me that no one is going to save me but myself. And so I just got so wrapped up into it and it helped me see myself and see the things that I needed to either leverage and grow or kind of just look at and maybe change because you can't grow and you can't learn and you can't really do anything along those lines unless you can see what needs to be acknowledged, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm a nine and I, my thing is, you know, when I have big jobs or big goals or big things happening And sometimes I just feel like I shut down because I just feel overwhelmed. And in my head, because of things I've read in the past or, you know, magazine articles or whatever, they say, oh, you're, you know, it's just you being lazy or it's you being, you know, just unmotivated or whatever. And then that's not the case. It's me and I'm not, it is not an excuse like, oh, I'm a nine. So it's just the fact that now I know that sometimes it just takes a little bit extra motivation to get me up and going to get something done, or it takes just a little push from somebody else, or it just takes something, it just takes a little bit extra. And I know that. And so to me, I feel like I can get more done because I know what it takes to get my to-do list accomplished instead of feeling, oh, I'm so lazy. I'm so unmotivated. Like, oh my goodness. Like, how can I, why am I like this? And just shutting down, I can use it as a tool to empower myself to get more things done. No, I love that example because it makes so much sense. And that is very true of a nine is that they can kind of shut down because what happens is, is they feel like they're losing their sense of peace, their stability, that what if there's a conflict afoot and something needs to happen, then they would rather just not. And it's not a matter of them not caring. They're not being lazy. It's, it's a defense mechanism. And for me as a type two, 
I tend to get, and I, oh, I hate saying this, we tend to get a little bit give to getty, which is emotionally manipulative. And I'll start being really friendly with people and I'll be reaching out to people and I'll be doing this because it's what I'm seeking in return. But that's not something I knew before. It's just crazy. It is. It is. And it's funny because these are, you know, I mean, I, what I know about the Enneagram is that you are basically what you are forever. <laughs> it's not yep. like, it's not like it changes. It's not like you can, you know, conform to a different, you know, you can take on characteristics of other Enneagram types, but you are what you are. And so it is so interesting to see kind of like a thread, a common thread through our life, like our life story. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. That is so true. And I love that you said that because whenever <laughs> I speak with someone, um, and they're just learning their type and maybe they don't know it yet, I ask them questions about their childhood because we are born a type. But what happens is, is that all of us, every last one of us gets some sort of wounding message. I'm using quotations for those who are listening. <laughs> wounding message that tells us that the way we are isn't right. So like, uh, let's use an example of a, a five message. A five message is you're never going to have enough information to be prepared for this. So for them, they're going to start hoarding all the information they have. Um, for a two myself is that like, you're, you're needy. You're needy and you need to look after other people and you shouldn't be voicing your needs. So then suddenly we become people pleasers. We all heard it from someone else. We all heard it in a different way. And each type internalizes it in a different way. But that's, again, what's so fascinating about all of it. Because two people can take things completely differently. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I love your story of how you found the Enneagram and how you have, how you started using that as a personal development tool to an extreme degree. Like you used it to help you get out of a really tough time. And I love to hear that. So how do you help social sellers with the Enneagram? How did you transition into, into this niche? Ah, I basically obsessively forced people to view Enneagram <laughs> memes on my Instagram. Um, but what I was doing at the time was I had this whole thing on Instagram where I was your online upline. So I was kind of trying to help social sellers anyway. And I was doing that. And then I was like, wait a minute, this, this has helped me in so many ways. And especially just kind of getting to your authenticity, which I think is what I, most people don't like about this industry is the lack of the authenticity, the lack of authenticity and just everyone being cookie cutters of each other. And then what ended up happening is I would kind of get more consistent myself and I would start to show up more as myself and my downline just started asking questions. And I was like, man, no, you have to take this Enneagram test. I'm like, yeah, once I hit this rank, I want to be an Enneagram coach. Joke's on me. I just started it anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, I, I found out that I had quite a few type four downlines. And for them, they can often feel like they don't have a place. So having this conversation in these Zooms with them, I was like, this is who you are. We can leverage this. We can lean into this. If anything, you need to teach us how to be more authentic. Like you are what we need. And they would leave the session and suddenly their PV would go up and they'd be signing more customers and they'd be posting more on Instagram. And it's all because they felt confident in themselves. And it's yeah. just, it, I got goosebumps. It's just like, it was just fascinating to me to see the people I knew that were struggling, like that I personally knew that were struggling so hard, be able to turn it around so quickly. So why do you think it's important to have an idea of 
our Enneagram type as social sellers, I know it can be like, okay, well, that's great that we have that knowledge, but really how does that help me in my business? But will you share with us why it's so important that we at least have an idea of who we are? I think it's really, really important to have an idea of who you are because we can easily get wrapped up in social media, the people we see online, um, the high ranking people in our companies and feel like we aren't doing it right, that we're not fitting some sort of mold, but we really need to come and be ourselves. And there's a couple specific reasons that I think it's really helpful. The first one is something that as an upline or anybody who's onboarded with a network marketing company is, is we ask people what their why is. If you know your Enneagram type, that's your why, that's your motivation. So when you're kind of asking yourself and trying to niche down because, you know, hair care isn't your niche, Shampoo is not your niche. Makeup's not your niche. You need to niche down more. You can use your Enneagram to get there. For example, as a two, I knew that I wanted to help people because that's my motivation. So I was like, okay, I want to help people learn their Enneagram. Why? So they can make more money. Okay, so I want to help social sellers learn their Enneagram so they can make more money. Okay, but wait, I want to make sure that the uplines do. So you're asking yourself why, 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 why until you get to the end and you can't ask yourself why anymore. And then suddenly you have your niche handed to you just from getting to know yourself. The other thing, the other two things is for uplines, they can gear their onboarding. So you can add in that Enneagram test to your onboarding. And then you have kind of like a bird's eye view. Obviously, it doesn't tell you everything about a person, but it will help you know that maybe they're the type that overthinks things. Maybe they're the type that feels it out first. Or maybe they're the type that will act on gut instinct without asking you first. This way you'll know and understand their perspective a little bit better. And we can kind of get a little less bitter <laughs> as uplines because let's only do sometimes. And then the last one that I think is really important aside from just the type itself is something called subtypes. So it actually tells you what you're instinctively driven by. And really, really briefly, I won't dive into it. It's either self-preservation so having everything prepared so you don't feel like you're losing your mind. Social, so the group of people for the collective or one-on-one. -on -one. So if you know that you're a better upline with a group of people, do your group chats. If you know you're a better upline with one-on-one, -on -one, have conversations like this. Are you a self-pres upline? Then you need to make sure that all of your downline has all the information you need so you feel safe. That just changes everything. I love that. And actually, I just learned not too long ago that there were subtypes even. <laughs> so it just unlocks a whole other level, another layer of getting to know myself and why I do the things I do and what motivates me and what helps me and what keeps me on track. So just yeah. incredibly valuable knowledge to know about yourself and about your team. And it's, and it can get overwhelming. Like, oh, do I have to learn this about every single one of my teammates? No, it, but like you said, if you just have just a general idea of, how do you, how do you tick? <laughs> then it's good. It's a great place to start. Exactly. And if you are doing the Enneagram test in your onboarding, say you have an Excel form and I'm getting ahead of myself because I absolutely don't have an Excel form, <laughs> but it'd probably be a good idea. Um, but you could put in your people and then their numbers and say you've got 10 people and six of them are twos. You can gear your trainings to that, to them getting out of the idea that they need to be a certain way to be liked. Yeah. Training's fixed. <laughs> you know, That's you don't right. have to zero in on one single person, but you can look at the bigger picture of the collective too. 
So Candace, how would you say that the different types show up in business? You can just give us examples. I mean, I know we don't have, you know, a ton of time. We don't have, this isn't a two hour podcast. If it was, we probably could go into each type individually, but we don't. And so would you share with us maybe just an overview or just some examples of how the different types show up in business? That's a really good question. And it can vary by your wings and it can vary by your subtype. So it is a pretty general thing. But if we just look to the centers, which I find really helpful for people when they're just learning the Enneagram, you've got your head, your heart, and your gut. That's going to help show you how you're going to show up in business. So for example, an eight is going to be the type that's probably just going to take the lead. They're going to go headstrong and they're going to go at it. Um, Jackie from Saint, I'm sure everyone knows Jackie Richards from Saint. She is a eight. So we see that and we see her just showing up every day with no BS and just giving it to us. Whereas an Enneagram four might kind of have a little bit more trouble with their feelings, right? They might get wrapped into something that emotionally is happening at home. And as a two, I'm a heart center as well. This happens to me. So nothing against fours. This is all of us have our things, but a four is going to approach that differently. They're going to approach it through their heart. How does this make them feel? How does it make others feel? And eight's going to be like, no, this is what's got to be done. <laughs> so it can definitely vary, but it's really helpful to know what center you lead with. Yes, I agree with that. All right, Candace. So all this talk about Enneagram and we haven't even shared what our Enneagram types are. I can't believe it. How rude of me. <laughs> Enneagram centered podcast. And we haven't even talked about our own. Well, I guess we kind of have mentioned it maybe in passing, but will you share with us what your Enneagram type is? And I'll share mine. I am in Enneagram two wing three, and I will go a little bit lightly deeper for those who may know a little bit more, just, just to throw it out there. Um, my subtype, I am a sexual subtype with uh, the secondary is my social. And if we go really high level, I have a two heart an eight gut and a five head. I'm blowing your mind right now. That's a, that, that, that's just me piquing your interest a little bit. <laughs> that is so interesting. I love all of that. And yes, I feel like now I have so much more research to do about myself, <laughs> but I am a nine wing one from what I know of myself and from what I've gathered doing the minimal research that I've done, but I'm a nine wing one. I don't know all the extra stuff, <laughs> but I do know that I can show characteristics of three. And I think we talked about this before we even hopped on that when you are in, what did you say? Expansion mode, expansion. Yes. Yes. Like in a state of yes. expansion, I can show signs of three. And sometimes people will tell me, I think you're a three. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not a three, but I can maybe appear to be that way at some points in my life. So keep thinking that, keep thinking I'm an awesome three who just accomplishes all my goals <laughs> right away, <laughs> but I am a nine wing one and I'm, I embrace it. You know, it is, I am who I am. It is what it is. And not saying that I can't improve in so many different areas, but it is, it's just, that's me. So <laughs> there we go. That's no, I us. love that. That, that is us. And I love that you said it is what it is because that's a very common nine phrase <laughs> because true. it's like, oh, okay, we'll just go along with whatever. Um, but something really interesting that you were talking about with the expansion path and how we talked earlier about being one type, we are one type all the time, but we are connected to four others. 
So we're connected to our two wings. So salt and pepper to our personality. And then in a state of expansion, like you mentioned, you'll pick up high level traits from one type, but then in this, on the flip side, in a state of tension, you're going to pick up low level traits of another. And then one more deeper round with that, <laughs> just really briefly is that high side. So you're three, the low side of three is your blind spot. Hmm. So those are things that like are within that you might not realize. And then if you were to use the high side of six, that's how you can grow. So there's really fun, different ways to use all of those paths that you're connected to. And I know this is a lot of jibber jabber to many people, but really it is a self-discovery journey. And please don't feel like you need to settle on one type or settle on one wing or settle on anything. It is, the journey is all of it. And it's all just about getting to know you. Mm -hmm. That's right. So Candace, if somebody listening just heard all of what we just said and they are so lost, they don't even know where to begin. <laughs> what is, what are some great resources that you can point them to that they can maybe start today looking into what their Enneagram type might be? That's awesome. That's such a good question. Number one is find an online test. I will say that online tests are about 70% accurate. So really what you want to do with those results is take your top three scoring numbers and then dive into them because you could be scoring high on one because it's a wing. You could be scoring high on one because you're in like stress or tension. Um, so definitely start with a test, but take it with a grain of salt. After that, it's kind of up to you. You can find whatever works for you. You can find people on Instagram, myself included. <laughs> um, but there are some really great audiobooks. I've, I'm an audiobook person. I like to have them in my ears just when I'm going about doing kind of whatever it is. Um, the number one I would recommend is called The Complete Guide to Waking Up. And it's by Beatrice Chestnut. And she is one of the foremost Enneagram personalities, I guess you could say, um, in in the industry. And then there's another one that I'm actually rereading right now. And by rereading, I mean re-listening. Um, and this is really helpful for people who are in social selling specifically. So pretty much this entire audience, right? It's the Enneagram for Relationships. And it's by Ashton Whitmoyer Ober. And she is on Instagram as well. I think she's Enneagram Ashton or something along those lines. Um, but those two would be where I would start because it's going to give you a real wide view of um, all of the types, but then the second one is also gonna break down in interpersonal relationships, relationships with different types, relationships in business. So that I think is gonna be really important. That's awesome. And that's so helpful because as we know, our industry is not transactional, it's relationship oriented. I mean, that's all it comes down to is building relationships with our team, with our customers, with ourselves. And mm -hmm. so I love that this, that book, the second book you mentioned, I'm going to look that up for sure because oh, it's so good. very helpful. Yes. Yeah. I'm on my second round, like within mm. the last six months, it's really good. Yes. Yes. I know. And some of these books are going to be books that you read and reread or re-listen to because there's so much information. And here's the thing too. Once you know your Enneagram type, I've done this or I'll pick up a book or, you know, scroll on Instagram to find my favorite Enneagram accounts. And I will just look at the nine stuff because that's what yeah. applies to me. You know, <laughs> we all do that. Right. Yep. <laughs> and they were like, Oh, no, that's totally me. And so it does, you know, you can find so many resources and 
refer back to them over and over and over again. So helpful. Exactly. And especially with like, for the people who are just getting started, get one of these books or use the library app, whatever you want to do, download it and then focus on your type. Great. Start there. But after you've done that, then you can focus on your expansion type, your wings, and you can just kind of keep going with the same book and read it so many different ways. And it will tell you something new every single time, but it's always about you and who doesn't want to read about themselves. That's right. That's right. This is a great time to be selfish, right? Yes. (laughs) And I think that's a really good point too, with the online test to take the top three numbers, because I mentioned before we started recording that when I first dove into the Enneagram and I started taking online tests, I kept coming up with three and I kept thinking, there's no, I'm not a three. I'm not a three, but you know, I kind of had this thought well, maybe I am. I don't know, which is such a nine thing to think like, oh, okay, maybe I, this is, maybe this is me. Who knows? And so, okay. <laughs> sure, I'll go along with it. But taking those top three numbers, I'm sure I would have had the nine would probably have been the next number. And so taking those top three numbers that you score and, and diving, really diving in, I probably would have found it quicker, which it's fine. It doesn't matter. Cause I am, I, I know it now, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. But, right. But at first yeah. it was confusing, like this, this isn't correct, but it also goes to show you too, that there's not one, you know, there's not only one test that you can take. You can take so many tests. And if you're seeing patterns in these tests and they are fun to take because there's so many different kinds, they ask you so many random questions. So just keep taking them, yeah. just kind yeah. of observe and see what happens and see where it goes. Yep. And one last tip I'm going to give for test taking is do not go with your first instinct. That sounds so weird because you're taking a test and you're like, man, yeah, I would totally do that. And then you wait a second, you go, oh, wait, but would I actually? Mm. Because your instinct is maybe what you want to do, but it might not be what you'd actually do. And these tests have like certain numbers. And especially if you've taken it before, you can tell, oh, this question's for a nine, this question's for a four, and that can skew it. And it's only really showing you how many times you've scored high on certain numbers. So like, for example, I have a lot of threes and sevens that mistype, which seems really strange, but they were scoring high on three when they're a seven because they're looking for contentment and fulfillment, but they find that through success. So that's where the confusion can kind of come in. So it's always helpful to just give yourself a few or find someone to talk to to help you kind of make way through it all. That is a great tip. Okay, Candice. So we have, we've kind of gone over why social selling and Enneagram go hand in hand and why it's so important to know who we are, why we do what we do. This has been so amazing to kind of go on our own little journey through this podcast episode today and just learn more, just scratching. I mean, we are just scratching the surface of the Enneagram and why it's so important to know our type and even subtype and wing and all of that as social sellers. So will you tell us a little bit about what you offer as an Enneagram coach specifically for network marketers and social sellers? I have four offers right now. Um, and one of them, the price is going up soon. So definitely get in on that soon. I'll, I'm, I'm going to tell you, don't worry. <laughs> so we have, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you don't know your Enneagram type, you're coming in blind, or maybe you've taken a test a few times, you've gotten different numbers. I've got that. 45 minutes, $45, I can help you get there. The second one is specifically for the social sales. So you know your number and you want to know how to use it. You want to know how to use you to make you more money. That's the one that the price is going up. 
So until New Year's Eve, as long as you book before New Year's Eve, you can get the price for 45 for 45. That will be going up, like I said. So definitely get in on that before, before that price goes up and you can book until mid-February for that one. And then I have one, I have team calls, which are going so incredibly well. So if you are a team leader or you have an amazing upline, you've got this great big team and you really think this would be beneficial, I will come introduce your team to it, do a team training. I will get sheets for everybody with all the information. And I have a week one-on-one text coaching with the upline as well. So you get one-on-one support from me that way. And the other option is a full three-month mentorship. So if you really want to invest in yourself, invest in getting to know yourself and just turn your business around, especially for 2023, that mentorship is for sure the way to go. I love it. So many options. Like you said, it's for beginner up to, you know, a little more advanced. So, so many options. And I want to mention something really cool. So Candice is in Canada and her $45 price convert. We we figured this out before we started recording and we were so excited about this for you guys. I would say the majority of my listeners are in the US. And if you take advantage of these offers, the $45 is only $33 in US. So what a steal. Take advantage. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Such Please. a great price. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Take advantage because I know the price, I know you mentioned that the price for that second call is going to be going up yeah. in just a few short days. So yeah, take advantage of that for sure. 33 bucks. Can't go wrong. <laughs> and oh then gosh, even no. that team call, that would be so incredible as a gift, like a Christmas gift or new year's gift to your team to just dive in and learn more about ourselves and how, like you said, how we can use ourselves to make ourselves more money because we have ourselves. We don't need to add another tool. It's us. We just need exactly. to learn more about ourselves and tap into that. A hundred percent. We just need to get to know ourselves so we can make more money. It's that simple. <laughs> like right. I know it sounds crazy, but it is that simple because that you're not right. going to feel like you need to fit that mold. I could talk about it forever, but I will stop. <laughs> <laughs> Book the call and you can talk about it forever with somebody, right? <laughs> For 45 minutes. No, <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> This has been so much fun. I have really enjoyed chatting with you. Even off camera, we've had so much fun. And I am so thrilled that you have concentrated on this area of how we can, it's just another personal development tool. So I just appreciate that you have focused on this area of personal development and how I just love how you're helping other social sellers have the best year ever. So thank you again so much for being on the show, Candice. This was so great. Uh, Thank you for having me. I've had so much fun. Thank you so much for listening in to this week's episode. In my opinion, it's way more fun to share life with a friend. So if you loved what you heard today, feel free to take a screenshot and post it to your socials so your friends can listen into the show too. Don't forget to tag me at Directly Different Podcast and I'll be sure to give you a shout out. Speaking of social media, follow me on Instagram at directly different podcast and send me a DM. I'd love to continue the conversation. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.